Hey there, guys, and welcome back to Getting Uneven. This is Season 2, Episode 3. Once again, you clicked on the link, you know what it is. It's Haunted America. Now, you may be asking yourself, what is this about? Well, we're going to get into that in just a minute. Um, but first of all, uh, you know, I did dedicate uh, my first episode to my mom. For her birthday and so i would like to dedicate this episode to my dad now his birthday's not coming up he didn't do anything crazy lately so i don't know uh gotta come up with a reason um valentine's day happy valentine's day dad all right there you go love you um but yeah so <clears throat> let's get going so haunted america uh, if you are not in America, uh, I'm sure you have stuff like this in your own country. Um, basically, we're talking about some of the creepy paranormal things that have happened uh, in America and that still occur. Now, we're going to go through some of the states. We're not going to go through every state. That would take way too long. Um, but we're going to go some of the, through some of the states uh, that I picked out and some of their most famous paranormal stories. So... Hope you enjoy the ride. It's going to be awesome. If you hear your state or if you have have one that's in your state that you want to tell us about or something different, you know, something happened to you, shoot us an email. Gettinguneven_podcast at gmail.com. So, without further ado, let's get this ball rolling. Uh, I do have to say one thing real quick. My baby uh, is sleeping in the other room. Uh, so, if you hear random cries, don't worry, it's not a ghost, I don't think. Um, it's most likely 99% that, uh, it's just my baby in there. So, just letting you know, I don't have anybody locked in my basement. Um, I don't even have a basement, so, there you go. Alright, let's do this. So, we're just gonna go in alphabetical order, uh, cause I'm kinda lazy, but also organized. So, let's go with Alabama. Uh, for those of you that's outside the country, when you think of the South, you probably think of Alabama. Um, so we're going to talk about something called Hell's Gate Bridge. So uh, generally, uh, the story is accepted of Hell's Gate Bridge starting in the 1950s. So 70 years ago. A young couple was driving over the bridge, uh, and somehow they drove their car off of that bridge during the night, and they both drowned. Now you hear these kind of stories a lot. Um, there's one I know in Dallas, the Lady of the Lake, um, and, you know, uh, of people driving their cars into lakes uh, or, or some kind of body of water and drowning and dying, and then you see their apparition. Um, but but there there's a little bit of a twist to this one. So there's basically two legends that come out of this. So one is that if you drive your car out over the middle of Hell's Gate Bridge and turn off the lights, so turn off your headlights, your interior lights, everything, the couple will magically appear in your car and leave a wet spot on the seat. The other, uh, which is how the bridge got its name, is actually the belief that if you drive your car over the bridge, over Hell's Gate Bridge, uh, and you look over your shoulder halfway through, halfway over the bridge, the scenery behind you turns into a portal to hell engulfed in flames. I, 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 
I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want to see that. Um, so potentially to curb ghost hunters and, you know, bored teenagers and people like me and probably you, um, Hell's Gate Bridge has actually closed the cars. Um, and it's actually in such like disrepair, disrepair, um, that walking across it is strongly discouraged. Now, is it strongly discouraged because it's so broken down and old or because of what will happen to you if you cross it? Hmm. So next is Arizona. Um, if you're outside the States, again, Arizona is, uh, in the lower Southwest part of the country near California. Um, honestly though, when you think of old West movies, you probably think of Texas, Oklahoma, or some of the landscape, Arizona. Um, and, and this sort of goes along with that. So there's a place there called Slaughterhouse Canyon. Already sounds, whew. The story of Slaughterhouse Canyon, uh, also called uh, the less frightening Luana's Canyon, uh, takes place during the gold rush. So this is during the 1800s, about, you know, 200 plus years ago, a little bit less. So during that time, the 19th century, there was a family who lived down in the canyon. Um, they, were, they were very, very, very poor. Um, so the father would go out uh, into the canyon for food and bring it back to his family. Um, but as you might have guessed, one day he did not return. Uh, sounds like a horror movie, I know. So his family slowly starved to death and descended into madness. Uh, the mother, though, was unable to bear uh, the sounds of her children's cries. So she put on her wedding dress. And one day, she was driven to murder her children and threw them into a nearby river. Uh, the next day, she actually died from starvation herself. Now, legend says that if you go down into Slaughterhouse Canyon at night, very important, all these paranormal things are always at night, even now, you'll actually hear the loud, anguished cries of the mother who lost her mind and her children. Terrifying. It's uh, dark and deep and crazy. Um, so now we're going to California. Um, California, a lot of people outside of the U.S. think that it's, um, you know, it's all L.A. and Hollywood, but it's not. It's actually got a huge, um, it's got that, of course, it's got its huge sprawling urban areas, but it's also got a lot of uh, rural areas, uh, you know, forests and a lot of open land. Um, so, uh, by the way, the reason I'm talking uh, so much, like I'm speaking to people outside the U.S., is because I do have a, a pretty uh, considerable number of uh, listeners who are outside of the U.S., and I appreciate everybody. Um, but also, if you're listening to this and you're kind of younger, you know, or you don't know your geography that well, you know, it's for you, for you too. Nothing to be ashamed of. So let's talk about California and the Charman. Not Charmander. The Charman. So his origin story is kind of gruesome. Uh, so there's a father and a son. Uh, they were both caught in a house fire, and they were both horribly burnt. This happened in 1948. Uh, after the fire, the son became so mentally unstable that he actually killed his father. Um, when the police found the son, he was so unrecognizably burnt that they didn't realize that he was alive. Uh, so uh, they left his body there and he ran away before they were able to arrest him for the murder of his father. Um, the story goes that ever since then, the Charman can be spotted wandering the woods around that area. Um, 
a place called, I'm going to try to pronounce this, Ojai, Ojai, um, O-J-A-I. Uh, occasionally, he'll approach tents of innocent campers, um, or he'll even pretend to be a hitchhiker, and uh, you pick him up, and then he tries to attack you. So don't pick up any hitchhikers, especially in this area in California. Especially if he looks like he's burnt up. Um, so next, let's go to Colorado. Uh, Colorado is uh, near California, but uh, it's it's uh, it's known for its its snow, but also its beautiful uh, green areas during the summer. And it's 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 really beautiful, um, but we're talking about something not so beautiful called Riverdale Road. Riverdale Road is the site of not one, but eight creepy stories. Uh, we're not going to go through all of them, but it, it, they range from a hell gate, almost like Hell's Gate Bridge, to ghosts of slaves hanging from trees. Um, and the stretch of the road is just, just overly spooky. Um, the creepiest story, though, is that of the Phantom Jogger. One day, there was a driver who hit a jogger. He freaked out and left him for dead. Now, it's said that if you park at the side of the crash, you'll hear disembodied footsteps getting closer and closer to your car. People have also reported handprints on their windows and banging noises as if someone was kicking the outside of their car. Now, I, I, that spooked me. I'm having to look around me right now and uh, getting chills up <laughs> my spine. Let's go up now to Connecticut. Um, Connecticut is in an area known as New England, uh, near Massachusetts and New York and Maine and all that stuff on the upper northeast coast. Um, we're talking about someone named Hannah Crana. She's known as the Wicked Witch of Monroe. Hannah gained a reputation as a witch in the 19th century when her husband died by mysteriously falling off a cliff. Locals believed that she had put a spell on him and bewitched him. People also believed that she would cast spells on people that she didn't like. If you know the history of the U.S., um, we had a huge witch scare, just like a lot of Europe did, but we had a huge witch scare in the 17th century, and it was uh, crazy. But this is, you know, 200 years later, so pretty interesting. But Hannah actually lived to the age of 77, but... Right before she died, she asked to be carried down to the cemetery in her coffin by foot, not a wagon, which was the traditional way back then. So after her death, the people said, no, screw that, I'm not doing that. Uh, they tried to wheel her coffin down the hill, but were unable to. The coffin kept falling off the wagon, uh, so they were forced to carry it. Uh, they were forced to do as she, she had requested. When the townspeople had returned to their home, it was uh, it was found that the entire town was engulfed in flames. It, it just sealed Hannah's reputation of witchcraft. But now you can actually visit her real grave in a town called Trumbull. So next we have. Georgia. Georgia is the state just north of me. I'm here in Florida. Um, and we're going to talk about one of my favorite ones here. 
Um, it's called the Ghost Town of Lake Lanier. Um, so at the bottom of Lake Lanier lies an, a, a series of almost fully intact towns. I'm talking about ferries, racetracks, cemeteries, everything. Um, you may be wondering how the hell this happened. Um, so the Georgia government uh, was determined to create Lake Lanier. It's a man-made lake. Uh, and they bought up entire towns in order to clear the space um, for the lake after they had received uh, Congress's approval in 1946. Um, however, instead of demolishing everything and, and clearing it out, um, they just uh, <laughs> they just covered it up with water, basically, um, rather than demolishing everything. Um, so they just left it all there and said, screw it. It's kind of like the equivalent of having a bunch of, when you're a kid, having a bunch of toys and throwing them underneath your bed or throwing a blanket on them so it looked like it was clean. <laughs> um, now, um, Lake Lanier has a really eerie feel about it. Of course, you go swimming, you look down, and you just see a town. Um, and you're, it's weird. It's sort of, you know, just, just there. Um, there's actually been uh, an unusual number of freak accidents and deaths on the lake. In 2011, there were actually 17 deaths on the lake alone. Uh, many of the people who drowned have uh, been recovered, uh, but people have actually reported feeling arms and legs in the water. But then they look down right after immediately and see nothing. No people, nothing, no seaweed, no fish, anything to explain it. Um, one lady actually claimed that she felt a hand grab her, her ankle. A hand five fingers grab her ankle and pull down and she was actually pulled underwater and when she looked down there was nothing there so a lot of people believe that the spirits of the people who lived there in the towns that are now at the bottom of lake lanier still roam its waters Ooh. all right so before we go on uh to our next state we are going to take one quick break be right back guys so back on track now and now we're talking about Idaho in America Idaho is known for one of my favorite foods potatoes <laughs> uh, it's a beautiful state it really is um, but that's what it's known for it produces a lot a lot of the country's potatoes um, but we're actually talking about uh, just the name of the state park is terrifying Massacre Rocks State Park. And what we're talking about specifically here are water babies. So water babies are a Native American legend um, that are found in a couple different places in America, but most famously uh, in Pocatello at the Massacre Rocks State Park, like we talked about. Now, the Shoshone tribe uh, was first recorded in 1805, uh, and were roaming the Great Plains as early as the 1500s. Um, so it's not clear exactly when this legend originated, uh, but the story goes that the Shoshone uh, tribe experienced an extreme 
famine. Uh, their mothers were actually, because they did this famine, were forced to drown their own babies in the river rather than watch their children starve. Uh, as a father of two, I, can, uh, I, I can't even imagine. Um, but today, some people claim that if you sit quietly at the river by Masker Rocks, you'll hear the sound of babies crying. Other stories say that these babies grew gills and fins and survived, uh, and now they seek revenge on their mothers by luring unsuspecting victims, mostly women, to their deaths in the river. That sounds like some Twilight Zone American Horror Story stuff right there. Well, now we're on our way to Indiana. Indiana kind of sits smack dab in the middle of America, a little bit to the east. Um, but we're talking about the 100 Step Cemetery. Now, it's actually located in the town of Brazil. Not the country, obviously, but Brazil, Indiana. Uh, the actual official address is actually disputed um, because of all the stuff that's gone on there. Uh, it hasn't necessarily been released or confirmed. Uh, while it's not clear when the stories about the cemetery actually um, being haunted began, there are gravestones that date back to the 1860s, 160 years, uh, the time of the American Civil War. So the legend goes that if someone finds themselves in the cemetery at midnight, a lot of these things, you know, have to, have to happen at midnight, they must climb the steps and count to 100, uh, which my five-year-old always proves to me that he can do. So you count, you climb the steps, count to 100. At this point, the ghost of an undertaker will suddenly appear and show the person a vision of their death. On the way back down, the visitor is supposed to count the steps again. If they count the same amount of steps, then the vision was false. However, if the if the uh, amount of steps is different, you know how it ends. People who actually visited the cemetery in the past have tried to outsmart the supernatural forces um, in 100 steps by avoiding the steps altogether. Um, but if they try that, they've actually reported being knocked down or shoved to the ground by an unseen force. Uh, there was actually a story of, of two men who went up and tried to do the same thing. They tried to avoid the steps going up the hill that 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 surrounds it. And a man said that his friend was actually, he was wearing a hoodie, and his hood was grabbed, visibly grabbed and pulled up and pulled back. So don't try to outsmart the undertaker. Now we're going to the breadbasket of America. The actual smack dab middle of America, Kansas. There's a place there called the Devil's Chair. Now the legend of the Devil's Chair uh, is basically something along the lines of this. An old farmer in Alma, Alma, Kansas, refused to sell his land to the city in order to build a new cemetery. Someone got a little too tired of waiting for him to sell, uh, so he was pushed into his own well. Eventually, uh, someone said that there was a terrible smell coming from that well. So the city sent someone to investigate. Uh, it was ruled that the well was empty. And 
because of that, it was boarded up. Now, if you make your way to Alma, you can actually sit on the boarded up well. But legend says that people who have sat on the well have been known to mysteriously disappear. Uh, now, closer you get to the well, you'll start to not necessarily smell things, but hear things. You'll hear grunting, crackling leaves like someone stepping on them, walking, and distant, muffled screams like those that would come from the bottom of a well. Now we're on our way to Kentucky, home of the world's most famous fried chicken recipe. We're talking about not chicken, though, but goat, and not just any goat. The Goat Man of Pope Lick. Uh, now, there's actually no clear consensus uh, by the people or historians uh, on how the Goat Man came to be. Some say he was a circus performer. Others say he was a farmer who tortured his goats for Satan and in return was transformed into a hideous, terrifying goat monster. However, everyone does agree on one thing, on his, and that is his appearance. He has dark fur, pale skin, goat legs, and of course, horns. The monster is said to hide under the bridge in the town of Pope Lick Creek. The Pope Lick Creek in Pope Lick. Uh, that's actually uh, right near Louisville. And he lures people onto the train tracks only to see them be hit by oncoming trains. Uh, when you when you get near it, you know if he's there because there'll be an overwhelming smell of wet fur and death. Multiple people have actually fallen to their death or disappeared as well off of those train tracks. Let's go down now to Louisiana. There's a something there you need to watch out for called the Grunch. Now this is in uh, the eastern New Orleans bayous. Uh, New Orleans is very, very far south. It uh, actually touches the uh, Gulf of Mexico um, and the Mississippi River. Uh, and a bayou, in case you don't know, is basically just imagine kind of like a swamp. Um, but we're talking about Grunch Road. Grunch Road is an old dirt road that leads deep into the woods and eventually hits a dead end. Um, it was actually a favorite place for teenagers to go and do whatever teenagers do um, until they learned about the Grunch. The Grunch are actually rumored to be a group of deformed, half-human, half-monster creatures. They resulted from years of isolation in the Louisiana bayous. In the present day, it's said that if you find yourself on Grunch Road, do not get out of your car. Especially if you see a goat who looks injured. The stories say that the Grunch use goats to lure people out of their cars so they can eat them and drain their blood. Now, in Maine, which is the farthest northeast state that we have, and the place where many, many of Stephen King books take place. There is a place 
called Colonel Buck's Tomb. We're not necessarily talking about his tomb, though. We're talking about there's a mysterious stain on it. The tomb of Colonel Jonathan Buck in Bucksport bears a mysterious leg-shaped stain. Now, you may think, okay, whatever, it's just a stain. But the story goes that Buck sentenced the woman to be burned for witchcraft. And while she was burning on the stake, her leg rolled out of the fire. It's also been said that the witch cursed Buck's tomb to always bear a stain for his injustice. Uh, there, uh, the city, uh, the state, and everyday citizens have actually tried to get rid of the stain multiple times. But it keeps reappearing in the same place, in the same shape. Crazy. Now in Michigan, which is sent in the center of America, but far north, touches Canada, is a place called Knock Knock Road, which just sounds terrifying. Um, but we're talking about the little girl of Knock Knock Road. This is in Detroit. Legend says that there was a little girl who was murdered there. And now she appears to drivers at their car window, knocking. And what's she trying to do? She's trying to find her killer, the person who ran her over. Now this next one is pretty popular here in America. Um, you, you, if you've heard of Bigfoot and stuff like that, you've probably heard of this one. We're going to New Jersey. New Jersey. Um, the Jersey Devil. Now the story of this Jersey Devil it's been around since the 18th century, you know, over, well over 300 years. Uh, it actually says that a woman named Mother Leeds became pregnant with her 13th child. And she said, let this one be the devil. Once the child was born, it grew hooves, wings, horns, and a tail. Now, the monster has been spotted periodically throughout the history of the Pine Barrens region of New Jersey. Uh, and the state has actually embraced the legend so much that they named their hockey team after it. The New Jersey Devils. Um, but yeah, so if you're up in Jersey, look for it. Now let's go down to New Mexico. New Mexico is south uh, in the southern part of America. And it is on the western border of Texas. Actually between Texas and Arizona. We're talking about something called La Mala Hora. La Mala Hora translates from Spanish into the evil hour. And this is an entity that you do not want to run into on a dark road. Legend says that at first it appears as a ball of black energy constantly moving and changing not only its its distance but its size and its shape if you look at it it'll drive you insane and slowly kill you at other times it actually appears as a terrifying woman it's said that if you see her at a crossroads you or someone in your family will die 
that takes us up to New York. New York uh, to most of the world is known for New York City, but it's not just New York City. It's actually very, New York City is a very small part of New York. Um, New York is a beautiful state, except for this story, the story of Cropsey. Cropsey has many iterations, uh, but mostly it tells the story of a man who stalked a sleepaway camp um, that was uh, for uh, a children's hospital for children who were in need of psychiatric help. So we're at, we have children who are basically at a psychiatric hospital at a sleepaway camp. This person, um, he had a hook for a hand and he actually killed children who were wandering alone at night. Every single person who went to camp in upstate New York has heard about Cropsey. Uh, things actually took a more sinister turn when it turned out that this guy might actually be real. There was a documentary that said that Cropsey was actually a convicted child kidnapper named Andre Reed. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, Rand. Andre Rand. So he was a custodian at the Willowbrook School for Children with Disabilities. Uh, when it shut down, he began kidnapping kids, killing them, and leaving them in the dirt around the area of the school. He told authorities about five children that he had kidnapped and killed. That's all that he told them about. We don't know if there are more. Next, let's go up near Canada again to North Dakota. We're talking about White Lady Lane. This story is actually pretty tragic. The legend states that a young woman became pregnant out of wedlock and her religious parents forced her to marry the father of the child. The baby ended up dying after their wedding, unfortunately. The girl was so upset about the death of her newborn child and her forced marriage that she hanged herself from a bridge in her wedding dress. But locals actually say that if you look at that bridge, you can still see her hanging. Let's go to my mother's state, Oklahoma. We're talking about the shaman's portal. So the mysterious occurrences in Beaver Dunes Park uh, have been attributed to the fact that it was built upon an ancient Native American burial ground. Uh, something that Hollywood will show you you should never do. This story will back it up as well. It's why it's called the Shaman's Portal. Uh, it's also known as Oklahoma's Bermuda Triangle. Mysterious things have happened and continue to happen at the park, starting with the Spanish conquistadors uh, who actually went missing in search for gold in the 1500s. They were going through this area and boop, just disappeared. Uh, since, since then, paranormal activity seekers flocked to the dunes. Some people claim that UFO crashed there uh, and a group of uh, people in the 90s who tested the soil said it was actually abnormal. 
it had high electromagnetic properties. So what does that mean to you? Going up now to Pennsylvania. Uh, this is known for, of course, you know, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and a lot of other stuff. Uh, but there's something there called the bus to nowhere. In Philadelphia, which we just mentioned, there's rumored to be a bus that doesn't have an end destination. The story says that this bus only picks up passengers that are at their lowest moments in life who need to get away from their problems. Whether it be financial, relationships, or something that's just got you at your lowest point in life. We've all been at a point like that in our life where we don't know where we're going to go next. But this bus picks you up, and once you're on the bus, uh, you, you just sit there and you just travel. The passenger has no idea how long they've been on the bus for. It could have been hours, days, or even years. But once you're ready to face the world again, you get off the bus. So it's not necessarily malicious. It could be a good thing. But there have been tons of stories of people describing the same bus, just looks like the local transit lines. Um, and they've all said that they were in that point of their lives where they had something really just devastating or depressing go on. And they got on the bus and they didn't know how long they were there. And they'd actually been, there was actually one woman who was reported missing for over a week who said she had been on a bus the whole time. Um, but there were no, there was actually no recorded video surveillance of her anywhere. So, what happened? Did she go on this bus? And where is the bus? Where does it go? Let's go to South Carolina, just north of Georgia. We're talking about the death of Julia Laguerre. In the 1800s, the Laguerres were a very well-to-do South Carolinian family that had homes on the mainland and on Adisto Island. The daughter, Julia, got sick one day, and she was pronounced dead. She was buried inside of their family mausoleum. But years later, another member of the Laguerre family died, and when their tomb was opened up, the remains of Julia were found outside of her coffin. The story says that Julia had been in a coma and had actually woken up and tried to escape her tomb, but sadly died trying to get away. After the first reopening of the Laguerre Mausoleum, the door can't seem to stay shut. The Laguerres tried multiple different doors in multiple different ways, but every single time, the door was found open. People believe that the ghost of Julia didn't want to be locked in that tomb any longer. Moving now to South Dakota. We're talking about Walking Sam of Pine Ridge. He's reportedly over seven feet tall and very slim. Walking Sam is said to appear on the streets of the Pine Ridge Indian Reservation at night. He tries to convince teenagers to take their own lives. Whether or not Walking Sam is real, something tragic is going on at the reservation. In a five-month span, 
from December of 2014 to May 2015, there were 103 suicide attempts at Pine Ridge. Now, going down to my birthplace, Texas. We're going to talk about the candy lady. In the early 1900s, children uh, in an unnamed rural town in Texas started to go missing. And the residents blamed it on someone they called the candy lady. The story says that she would go around leaving candy on children's windows. And eventually, she'd lure the kids out with notes attached, promising more candy. The story picked up steam when a farmer allegedly found rotten teeth on his farm and later found the body of a boy with his pockets stuffed with candy. While little is known about the origin of the story, some have speculated that the candy lady was actually real and that her name was Clara Crane. Moving on to Utah. I'm going to talk about the curse of the Escalante Petrified Forest. So, uh, while it actually is illegal to take anything from this forest, uh, it's actually a state park, there is legend that says that anyone who does take pieces of it, uh, like let's say petrified wood, uh, will be cursed with bad luck, sickness, and accidents. And the interesting thing is that there's a park manager there named Kendall Farnsworth. And they stated that in 2014, he gets about a dozen packages every single year containing a piece of wood from the park and a, and a deeply apologetic letter detailing the sender's misfortunes, telling them everything that happened to him ever since they took some of the artifacts. And last but not least, we're going to Virginia. Virginia, we're talking about the Bunny Man. Now, the Bunny Man's legend starts with what every good urban legend starts with, an insane asylum. Every good story starts with an insane asylum, right? So the people of Clifton, Virginia, were so up in arms about the asylum uh, that they were actually able to get all the patients transferred. The patients were being moved on a bus that crashed, unfortunately. And the police were actually able to catch all the patients and account for all of them, except for one, the bunny man. Now, according to the tale, the bunny man lived in the woods and sustained himself on woodland creatures like bunnies. But eventually, he got tired of that. He wanted something better, like we all do. You know, we sit there and we're on hard times, so we eat, you know, fast food and we eat all this different stuff. And we say, you know what? I'm going to move on up, and I'm going to start eating me some steak, filet mignon. Well, he ate meat, but it was from humans. He uh, started to attack people, kill them, and eat them. Some say that he actually ate a few of them alive. And uh, many people have actually reported being attacked by a man with a hatchet in this same area. Other tales say that a group of teens would see a bright uh, light and they would wind up dead and strung up over a bridge. So, what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts on all of this? Do you have something crazy that happened in your state? 
I know I have a lot more stuff that I know of that happened in Texas. There's actually a few things I found in Florida that are pretty crazy. But we'll save those for another time. So tell me your thoughts. Tell me something crazy that happened, uh, you know, in your state, in your town, anywhere, in your country. You can send us an email at gettinganevenpodcast at gmail.com. And I actually did start up a Reddit, uh, a, a, a subreddit, a community. It is under Getting Uneven. You can go join it. And uh, keep up with everything that's going on, okay? So, until next time, take care and stay weird.